So let's begin. I'm going to learn tonight a beautiful piece from Rav Shimshim Pincus, Parshas Nayach. And of course, we're keeping it relevant to the matzav that we're all experiencing, this uh, terrible war that we're uh, living through, and the atrocities. And um, we'll try to take some, uh, some strong takeaways from this piece tonight. Okay, so Rav Pincus starts with a Pasuk that Nayach came into the Teva because of the waters of the Mabel, that's what actually pushed Nayach into the Teva. And Rashi famously uh, says, and it's one of the most difficult Rashis, I think, in Chumash to really understand, Rashi says in the words, Af Nayach, this is on page Sadi Aleph, Af Nayach Miktaniya Manahaya, Nayach was also... From the Ktane Emana, he was from the uh, the not fully uh, faithful. He was the Ktane Emana. Emana is uh, if you have Emuna. This he is from the Ketanim of Emuna. Amazing. After all that we know about Nayach, the Rashi is castigating him as being somebody that lacked a certain degree of Emuna. Maimen ve'ena Maimen. He believed, but he didn't believe. Sheyave Amabel. And he didn't enter into the Teva until the waters actually pushed him in. That's what it means. He didn't go in on his own volition. He went in when all of a sudden uh, he had no choice but to go in because he also was not fully believing that, um, that the Mabel would come. And Rak Kishamayim Yardu Befal Vidakku says Rapingas, only when the waters came and literally swept him into the Teva, then Ham and Nayach Sha'achin Gezerah Samabal Balaylam, that indeed the Gezera of the Mabal is coming to the world, and that's when the uh, that's when the uh, the entire Teva embarked. Um very, very difficult Rashi to understand. There's a lot of very cute pshetloch in the Rashi. I've seen uh, people move the comma in this Rashi. It's so difficult to understand this Rashi. Some people move the comma and they say, Afnech miktane emona hayamaymen kama. He was maimen even in the ktane emona. Even the people that didn't have him when he believed in them. Meaning he was... But that's obviously not the simple reading of Rashi. Rashi seems to be saying about Nech, that he is Mektani Amon. Amazing. How is it possible? Ish Tzadik Tamim. He was the Torah calls him Ish Tzadik Tamim. You know, another very difficult Rashi to understand in the parish shows right at the beginning that all of a sudden, like the Torah says about Nayach, he was an Ish Tzadik Tamim Haya B'dayraisav. No Greater, I don't think anyone is complimented more in the Torah than Nayak. Maybe Maishu Rabbeinu. And yet, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says, there's Rabbi Seinu, there's some rabbis that say it's a good thing. Some people say it's a bad thing that, yeah, that Nayak was a tzaddik in his generation. But if he'd been the generation of Avraham Avinu, he wouldn't be nechshav l'klum, he'd be like nothing. Like, hello, like the Torah itself. The rabbi, that If something's in the Torah... It's not like you and me write a, you know, give a title to somebody and, you know, write Harava Gain. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu writes Harava Gain about somebody, you could rest assured the guy is a rabbi and he's a Gain. If I write Harava Gain, it might be just he's a friend of mine, I'm just doing shtick, it doesn't mean anything. But if the Rabbi Hashem writes about you Harava Gain, you're good. I, I, would, I would be very impressed if, if the Rabbi Hashem himself would write Harava Gain. 
If the Rabbi Shalom writes about Nayach, he's tzaddik, tamim, b'dayraisav, esel, akim, esach, no, the whole pasuk of Shabbach about, and yet still the rabbis found a way to like, to, to, to poke holes in it and to say, ah, yeah, in that generation he was big. But if he'd be in Avramavina's time, he'd be nothing. Not so nice, right? It's not such a nice, uh, not such a nice thing to do. It's not really a Gemara in Sanhedrin. But it, se- it seems over here also, like after all we know about Nayach, he was an Ish Tzadik Tamim, and then Rashi right away uh, takes aim at him and says that, yeah, but he was Mektani Amana. He was, a, he was a, a lightweight in Amuna. Not so Pashat. And also, he built for a full 120 years, he built the Teva. It's a long, long process. People were, were calling names at him, they were making fun of him, you old man, you, you know, you're crazy, you're building a, an ark for, for a flood to come, come on. And... But Allah, I'm a Miktani, I'm such a man, you say about him so uh, derisively, that, uh, derisively, that he's Miktani, I'm a Venir Lefarish. Sir Pinkus says as follows. Shenayach chashav la'atzmai. Shashem isparachu erech apayim. Nayach is thinking to himself, listen, I know about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he's an erech apayim. That we know, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is slow to anger. He doesn't... He doesn't fly off the handle like you and I. He gets, he, he's, he's very tempered. He's very uh, calm. It was just a threat. HaKadosh Baruch didn't mean it. HaKadosh Baruch threatened because he wanted people to do tshuva, but in the last minute, Hashem is going to come around and he's going he's to save the day in the end. He's not going to bring a, a flood to the world. He's, 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 he's an Erech but that's considered That is wanting in terms of the totality of Amunah. If you believe in God, you have to believe that if he says something, he's going to do it. You can't say, well, yeah, I, you know, he threatened it, but he doesn't really mean it, and he's going to really come, come across, he's going, to, he's going to come through at the end, he's not going to wash away the whole generation of flood, come on, he's not, he's a merciful God, he wouldn't do that. If Hashem says he's going to do it, and Munah dictates you have to listen and believe that he's going to do it. And if you don't, and if you think that HaKadosh Baruch is going to, you know, at the end of the day, undo what he does, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you have a teacher that threatens, I'm going to fail the whole class. And, you know, you, you, part of you, no one gets nervous, because, you know, in the end, by the time finals come around, he's going to come around, he doesn't want, it's not going to look good for him if he fails the whole class, and he's not, you know, he wouldn't do that, and there's some goody-goodies in the class, and he's not going to, it's fine, it'll be, in the end, it's going to all work out, right? So, that's what Nayak basically thought about the revenge him. Yeah, he's threatening about a mabel, he's not going to do it in the end. And to that... Rashi says that he was Miktani Amona. That's considered, of course he believed in God. He spoke to God. He communicated with God. He followed God's orders for 120 years. He was building a teva b'mesiris nefesh. But in Nayak's mind, it wasn't going to happen at the end. Not that Rabbi Yisholem wasn't telling the truth, but he felt like in the end, HaKadosh Baruch was going was to sort of, uh, you know, save the world, you know, come in a, as a, like a white and in shine, a knight in shining armor, and like come and save the world, but that's a shlemus in Amuna, he says. Le'umasai, and to contrast that with a different uh, personality in, in Tanakh, 
Mardachai Yehudi. Hayam Maimon Gadol. He was a real believer. He wasn't Miktani Amana Mardachai. Who Hamon B'Shlema Shagzeira Lahashmed Laragul Abedes Kol Yehudim Asilas Chaim. When he heard that there was a a Gezeira, and he understood this is from the Rebbeinu Shlomo's Gezeira, that Haman was going to do a terrible uh, genocide, Lahashman Laragul Abed, that, I believe that's happening. It's going to happen. I, if, that, if this is what's in front of us, we have to believe it. Amnam Now, it's true, you're going to say, well, why did he believe it? Didn't he know that there's a Shua? Avram Avinu was promised, Yitzchak was promised, Yaakov was promised that your children are going to continue and they're going to, there's always going to be a Kiyam to Klal Yisrael. But because of the, uh, the, the Kasha and the Taina of Tachasin, he didn't think that the Gezer was going to necessarily be in this battle. How is it going to be that, you know, that's not up to him, but he believed that if there's a Gezerah, and he knew that it was a heavenly decree, then I have to take it seriously, and I have to literally assume the worst. Aye, but maybe, but how could he, that's not my cheshbon. If the Rabbi Shalom says he's going to do something, or if I could divine that this is the Gezerah Hashem, that what Haman is going to do is really the Ratzon Hashem at this point, then I have to accept it, and I have to, I have to just really be petrified of it because it might just happen and it will happen. This is what Hashem wants. Now, Yesh Lizak Ula Ria Bay Sara, Luchnes is called Yehudim, Lotzimutfila, Lushnav Apechasarakzeh. Now, there's a Gzeira. Now, how do you react to the Gzeira? Do you say, all right, don't worry about it, it's gonna, it'll be fine? Or do you say, no, 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 we have to gather the Jews and we have to, we have to scream, we have to die, and we have to fast, and we have to overturn this terrible Gzeira because it's, it will happen. That's Amuna. Amuna is, I fully believe that this will happen. I fully believe that if this is, you know, this terrible thing's going to happen. I, I can't assume that HaKadosh Baruch is an Erech HaPayim. HaKadosh Baruch says it, or if we feel that this is what, then you have to, you have to assume the worst and, and, and make plans and make provisions for the worst and, and do everything in your power to overturn the Gzeira. And because Mordechai believed in the spare that it was going to come, and he davened, and he, and he gathered Klai Yisrael, he was zeicha to mevatel it. He wasn't doing any favors by, by giving HaKadosh Baruch this, like, you know, get out of jail free pass. He wasn't doing that. He was doing himself a very big disservice. And the whole dar, because he didn't take it too seriously, he called, he caused, in a sense, the Mabel. How do you know that Neach caused the Mabel? In the Haftarah of this week's parasha, it's going to say in Yeshayah Nandal, the waters of Neach, the whole Mabel was, call, was called by the, uh, by, by, after Neach, it was the May Neach, what was May because Nayach was responsible for the Mabel. He should have done everything in his power to believe that there's a Gzera, that it will happen, and do everything. But he didn't. He sort of likes, eh, it's not going to happen. He built the table. And he, obviously, he did have a Muna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the Gzera, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is, is real, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded, he didn't waste 120 years for nothing, but he, he didn't take it as seriously as he could. If he would have taken it more seriously, he would have maybe been able to really, um, you know, 
get everybody together and do tshuva, but he didn't really feel that it was going to happen in the end. And possibly that's the answer that everybody has. How is it possible, you know, even if you're really bad at Kirov, let's say you're a horrible Kirov worker, but you have to imagine that over 120 years, you can get one guy. There's always that one guy that you can, you can hop and like, you know, even if you're not super charismatic, you're not, you could, there's one guy you could probably find that would, would agree to be a little from. Nayak was over 120 years giving Musa and trying to make people the Tevan, and he couldn't find one. There wasn't one guy that he was successfully able. Avram Avinu was, was Megayer. The Ramam says, like tens of thousands of people, Avram Avinu was able to be Megayer and be Makariv to the Rabbi Nisham. Nayak, not one. It's just who? That was it. Not no one else. What's the answer? How did that happen? How, he was so horrible in Kirov, he couldn't be... The answer is he didn't believe it. If you don't believe something, if you don't believe in something, you can't sell a product. If I believe in, uh, you know, in Rapinkas Asarim, and I go out and I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a door-to-door salesman, I'll, I'm going to sell people on this because they feel that I love it and I, I could sell it to you. If, let's say I, I, I'm selling a saver that I really don't hold it. Like, people could feel it. They could... If they feel that you know you're you're giving musr, but you don't really believe that there's a mabul coming in the end, it's going to probably just go away. So you know it's, it's not impressive. Nobody's like no one's going to change their lifestyle if they don't if they see that the salesman of this is not you know is not really a a, a user of the product. He doesn't really believe in it. Gambadirenu says Rapinkus. This is very important to what we're going through in these times that we're living in, these crazy, crazy times. You know, a lot of times we think that, you know, I mean, there was a terrible gezerah, terrible gezerah on Simchas Torah. It's unspeakable, and I think we're all... I could speak for myself, but I see everyone's faces. Like, I think everybody in yeshiva and everybody that I know, everybody's just, like, different. Since that happened, it was like we lost our, our, we lost a little piece of ourselves. We lost some of our, I don't know, our, our something. We lost something. We lost a lot. But there's xero. Something happened. I don't know what, what it was, you know, Nobody knows, I don't think, but um, there's a tain in Shemayim, and this is what HaKadosh Baruch did, because Alpiderach HaTeva, this whole thing makes no sense. Makes no sense. I mean, whoever you speak to, I was speaking to Professor Singer today about it, and whatever, it just like, it doesn't make sense, the whole thing. The Israeli army, for six hours, for eight hours, they were allowing, you know, Arabs to just like run rampant over over the south, the southern communities, and killing men, women, and child, raping, bringing them back into Gaza. Like you couldn't do, you know, if if an Arab like does something crazy on on in any street in Yerushalayim or in the West Bank or whatever, he shot in three seconds. Like it's not all of a sudden like not, there was a complete breakdown of 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 like what what how, how do you understand it? There's no computers, there's no satellites all of a sudden. The Shin Bet doesn't know what's going on in Gaza. They know every single person's, you know, middle initial. And they, don't, they didn't know that there was this, you know, and they, they were able to break through these, these billion-dollar security fences. 
and they're able to go and, and just have their way for hours and hours. Where was the where the cops were? People were calling. People were calling the police and, 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 and the army, and they didn't come. And there's going to be investigations after the war is over, and there's going to be committees and this and that, you know. But for us, B'nai Taira, like, what, what, how do we look at it? What's the Ashkafah's Taira about this? Like, you know, not, not, uh, not from a, a Balabatisha perspective of like, you know, what is, what is a, what, what would, what would, what would Gedele Yisrael say about this? I think there's only one thing, I don't know, but I, I would assume that there's one, there's only one mile. There's not like many options on the table to choose from. The only option from a, from a Ben Tyra's perspective is that it's a Gzeira Himilfane. It's a Gzeira. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted this to happen. It wasn't a normal thing that happened. It was a once in a, in a billion years that, you know, that the Arabs should be able to be so successful and be able to get in by land, by, by, by sea, by, by, by air, <laughs> like to have these, these uh, gliders with, you know, I don't know if you saw videos, like they, they have videos of the concert, that big outdoor concert that everybody's talking about, and you see in the background, like they, you ever, did you see this? They have like these gliders, like a, like a whole team of gliders, you see it in the background, like they have people, the people of the concert probably thought these were just people that were enjoying the, you know, doing gliding in the desert, a beautiful thing. These are people, they, they were able to go over a wall at the same time that at a punk, there was, you know, thousands of Arabs running right through the front door of the Gaza Strip into Eretz Israel with trucks, with, with jeeps, with, I don't know, and bring back, it doesn't, the whole thing, it's Xera, period, that's it. There's no, they will do investigations and heads will roll and they're going to, you know, but at the end of the day, between me, you, and, and the Rabbi Nishlam, there's only one Eitzah, there's only one option on the table, and that's a, it's, it's an inexplainable Gezerah. It's not the only time in history that these things happen. There was, uh, you know, there was the, the, the burning of uh, the 24 cartloads of, of Gemaris that happened in France in the, uh, what year did that happen? Anyone know? Okay. So, so, and, and what did the, uh, and it happened on Parshas what? Friday, Parshas Chukas, and, and, and who is it that writes it? The, is it the Magen Avram or something? That, it, that this, what is it, what's the Targum on, on Parshas Chukas? This is the Gezeira Dairaisla. This is what the Rabbani Shalom um, decreed, that there should be 24 cartloads of, of, of Shas, in a time that everything was written by hand, there weren't that many shas in, in the world, and 24 carloads were gathered and burned in a public square in, in, in France, in Paris. It's exactly Sometimes these things happen, pogroms and inquisitions and holocaust. Sometimes the Rabbi Nishlam just is, is very angry about something, and, he, and, this is how, and that's, what, that's what this is, that's all it is. So, and now there's a Mohama, and we don't know how it's going to end. We think it's going to add some made-for-TV movie, and it's going to end perfectly, and we're going to, you know, we don't have to really down because now, okay, now everything is back. The terrorists were all killed outside. The, the, the cities were cleared, and now it's just a matter of just bombardment, and then afterwards they'll, they'll go in, there'll be a, a cakewalk. No, that's not how things work. If you believe that, then you're Miktane Amana. If you don't understand that there is a Gezeira, and it's still, we're still in the Gezeira, it doesn't end just because that first wave happened. Don't you see that there's, 
you know, they're still bombing, you know, the, the, the vaunted Iron Dome that was so, people were so, you know, confident and it doesn't work. It, it works a lot, but it doesn't always work. Now you see every day there's buildings in, uh, in, in Ashkelon or in, uh, Sterot or whatever. They're getting bombed. Cars are being bombed. Like there, it's not working as, as it used to. What's the pshat? The pshat is that, that it doesn't work. The Iron Dome doesn't work. It's the Rabbanisham that's protecting Klai Yisrael. And the second that he doesn't want the Shmira to happen, then there's no Shmira. And he's showing us that, you know, don't be so overconfident. And if we are overconfident and we risk uh, being Miktani Amana, then we could lose the war because of that overconfidence. Ah, Kodesh is he's fine. Now he's back on our team. Everything is good again. It was a slight mishap, but now we're good. Now that Salah is in charge, really? Salah's in charge again? Is that true? There's still, terrorists are still slipping through, and Lebanon is heating up, and Syria is shooting missiles, and, you know, and, and the Arab Street is going crazy, and I saw it tonight in Toronto. You know, Toronto is, uh, is such a, you know, you think of Toronto, it's like apple, you know, apple pie and, you know, a motherhood. It's like, it's such a nice city, clean, you know, pristine, nice from Jewish community, good, good, right? There's, there's thousands of Arabs, I don't know where, which part of Toronto it is, and what are they chanting? Cut their heads off, cut their heads off. About Jews, like, they're not like being a Shamnu Bagadnu about what happened on some Chastaira. They're all for it, this is great. Uh, the, the hospital gets, gets killed, the whole, every newspaper in the world all of a sudden goes with Hamas's version of the story that, you know, the Jews bombed the hospital, 500 people in the hospital are dead. And the Jew and the world, the street loves it. They're, they're going, the whole world is going crazy against the Jews. There's a gezerah that's taking place, and I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I hope I'm not. And I know we're all frightened enough. Maybe you don't need to hear more, but it's very important to understand this sight of Rapinkas because this is what we're living through right now. And what Rapinkas is saying is, you have a choice. You can either do the Nayach approach to, to life, or you could do the Mardachai approach to life. If you do the Nayach approach to life and you say, yeah, things are going to be good, I'm, I, you know, it's, that's Miktani Amun. That's not Emuna. That's Miktani Amun. If you think everything is going to be good, everything is fine, you know, we had a bad, it was a hiccup, and now Tzal, Kalakavod Tzal, everything is good again. We're, we're safe, we're strong, we're powerful, we're, we're, you know, we have F-35s and we have, we're bombing the heck out of them and good, good keep going. And you're saying, oh, the Xera is going to go away, Hashem Zerach HaPayim, nothing is going to happen. Baloney. Then you're you're gonna basically bring a mabel. Mardechai didn't, you know, didn't rest on his laurels and say everything is gonna be good. But Mardechai said, if there's a gzair that Haman is doing in the I have to take it really seriously, and I have to daven like there's no tomorrow, and I have to be able to really ask and plead and beg and scream to save me. Because if you don't, then you risk complacency, and with complacency, we're dead. So who's a bigger tzaddik, Mardechai or Nayach? You think, well, Nayach, he, he believed that Hashem is a nice, everything's going to be good. No, no, no. That's not what Hashem wants. If Hashem is sending a he wants us to up our game. He wants us to respond with tshuva, with tefillah, with tzedakah, with za'aka, with, with lech, gatherings. All the Tilim gatherings that you see around the world in Borough Park and in Lakewood and in Queens and in, and in Eretz Yisrael and Farakaway, you know, beautiful to see Klal Yisrael coming together. That's what HaKadosh Baruch wants. That's what Mardachai did. But he says you have to, 
in our generation, or Pinkus is written, you know, decades ago, wasn't talking about this situation, but there's always such situations. Everybody has to put in Bechiyu Demais, tears, in order that the matzav doesn't get worse. Bedar shel tapuchais mehiris kalkach, with such quick changing events, yeshlach shesh meiruim hakarim bepesopisam. There's sudden things, and we see that. We see it on the news. Like, if you miss, like, if you miss like an hour of your updates, you know, of the news, like the, I don't know if anyone else is as obsessed with the news as I am, but like I just want to keep on getting the, the news feed. Like I need, the, I need to see what's going on in Israel. And like if, you're, if you miss it for like two hours or so, you miss like a major thing that, that happened. Like that hospital, that was a made Baruch Hashem, it ended up that it wasn't, it wasn't Eretz Israel that did it. It wasn't... It wasn't you know, and it's good that they had proof. It's amazing that they had proof. They had a conversation between two Arabs talking about how it wasn't an Israeli bomb, it was, a, it was an Islamic Jihad bomb. Everyone know what I'm talking about? So, you know, that's, you know, that, that it just happened to me. And there was videos also showing and improving it. But if not for that, the world was going crazy against Israel. And they were taking pictures of these babies, dead babies, and like, it's all... Things could change in a second. Don't be so confident. Oh, now we have the American president coming to Israel. That means we have, you know, there's, there's big warships and American war. Don't believe it. Those warships could go back home in three seconds. If not for, if that hospital thing was not proven, I don't think Biden would have come. And I don't think the, the I think the, the planes would go home and, and who knows what would happen. It just, and, and it, tomorrow there might be another hospital that blows up by Israel or whatever, some other there's no winning. It, it, it's a very short, this honeymoon between Eretz Israel and the world, you know, those civilized countries that get it. They get it today, but tomorrow the popular, you know, the popular word on the street is going to change. And you see already it's changing and there's protests in big countries and, 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 and then politics gets in the way and votes get in the way and suddenly, you know, they're not so friendly and they're giving Eretz Israel aids what not to do. So you can't be complacent Things, the situation is fluid, it changes very quickly. Things happen immediately, an instant, in real time. Again, I'm sorry that we didn't have, I didn't photocopy the next page. But he says that you have to really be scared that, you know, what could happen, what could take place. You always have to be very, very much on... Um, you have to be very, very concerned about um, about events and about things, and you can't like say it's going to be all right. We should have that feeling in a sense, right? That's we think that that's an amuna bitachin is. Amuna is like everything's going to be okay, but that's not really what amuna bitachin is. Amuna bitachin means that I don't know what's going to be, but I just know that whatever happens, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is running the show, and there's a cheshbon. That's as far as... And wouldn't be talking, it doesn't mean eh, everything's going to be fine. It's chill. Let's go, you know, let, let's go bowl. Everything is going to be fine, Eretz Israel. I have Amuna. That's not Amuna. That's Tipshus. Amuna means I believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world. I believe that there's a Cheshman for everything. I believe there's a Gezerah, but I have to do everything that I can personally to change it, to fix things, because I can fix things. If I daven and I learn and, and I do chesed, these are things that we could do ourselves in this room, in, you know, in America. You don't have to be necessarily in Eretz Yisrael and packing up and, and you know, doing things for the chayalim there. You could do things for the chayalim here. You could, and you could daven and you can learn. All these things are, are major things to help the war effort. 
But if you're just saying, nah, it's fine, it's going to be good. That's not, that's not the right attitude. That's the last attitude. It's going to be fine. What happened? He was Miktani Amana. And the Mabo Mamash had to push him in because he didn't get it. He thought things are going to be fine. When you think things are not going to be fine, then you could do something better. Then you're going to be galvanized to, to do something real. If you really understand that there is an existential threat to Klai Yisrael, which there really is, I don't think any, t- in my lifetime, for sure not, you know, but since the Holocaust, you know, there's never been such an existential threat, threat that we have as today. Yom Kippur War was pretty bad, and the 67 War, you know, before, the, before they actually preempted, but, you know, there were times that it was very bad, but not like today. Today is really bad. Just that, just, if, not, if the whole war stops right now, 1,300 Jews dying in one day, is that acceptable? Is that normal? 199 people taken hostage in right now as we speak in, in conditions that we can't even understand? Is that normal? If there would be one hostage, there was one hostage, I don't know if you remember, it was before you were born, I don't know, Gilad Shalit. And he was like a, an Israeli soldier. He was taken captive in Gaza. And the whole country was up in arms. They had to get Gilad Shalit back. And rightfully so. They ended up trading a thousand terrorists for Gilad Shalit. For one soldier, it was like a huge deal for, I don't know how long it took by the time, that it wasn't like, oh, I'm making it out like it was, it was two minutes later. It was like a whole year, two years, three years before they got him back. It was a very big cheshman, should we or shouldn't we? It turns out, by the way, that a lot of those terrorists that they returned were responsible for what happened on some chastera. They just killed somebody in Gaza that was responsible for, for, for Gilad Shalit. And it says that he, you know, and he was the mastermind. He, he was, re, he was, a, I'm sorry, he was a terrorist that was released with a Gilad Shalit deal. And, and he was one of the people that was the mastermind of, of so it's not such a pusher thing to, to give back a thousand terrorists. These aren't, you know, Boy Scouts that you're giving back for, 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 but that's one, one chayal. And here they have 199 Jewish lives in captivity. It's not, a number that we can even begin to grasp. And we mamashin Mashiach to get us out of this mess. It's a terrible mess. A terrible, terrible mess. It's like, but the worst thing that we could do is be complacent. No, we're having that kind of look at it. Let Bibi, Bibi will figure it out. You know, Bibi didn't figure out Simchasera before it happened. You know, where, where was everybody? Don't be so confident in the Chayalim and in the security and in the Shin Bet and all the people that these are the Hashem If Hashem doesn't guard the city, then everything else is nothing. All these guards and the Shotrim and whatever, they're like, it's not, they didn't do anything. It's Hakarish Shmira that really protects Klai Yisrael. And there's a Gezerah right now on us, and you see the whole world is like, Jewish blood is, is spilling in the streets, it's cheap. And we need to ain lonely There's only the Rabbi Nishlam. And we can't rely on any. Don't rely on the Americans and the French and the British. Rely only on the Rabbi Nishlam and Davin, like you've never daven before. And I'm talking to myself because these are days that our tefillas are so impactful and so precious and so powerful. And we might be the ones that are saving Klal Yisrael. You know, if you ever, if you have like a messianic uh, complex and you want to be Mashiach, you want to save the world, this is your opportunity. Now's the time to save the world. 
And you don't know, it might be your tefillah that's going to save the world. A good myrib, a good shachris, a good tilim, right, could really make the difference. It could turn the tide. But don't be miktane amana. Don't assume everything's going to be fine. Hashem's erech apayim. It's going to have a happy ending. It always has a happy ending. Really? It always has a happy ending? I, I, I don't know about that. If you study Jewish history, very often it didn't have such happy endings. Tachvetat wasn't a happy ending, and the Holocaust wasn't a happy ending, Spanish Inquisition wasn't a happy ending, Korban Bayes Rishon, Korban Bayes Sheni, etc., etc. Many not happy endings in Jewish history. We're, we're here to talk about it, Baruch Hashem, but that doesn't make it a happy ending. And, and I don't know what this war's ending is going to be, but I don't think it's going to be... It, it's, I don't, I'm not naive enough to believe that you know, it's all going to be good and whatever, and, and if I did, don't think that's... A, that's not bitachin. That's being just ridiculously um, superficial and, and small-minded. You have to be nervous. You have to take part in the in tzara. It's an Yaakov. You have to feel it a little bit. And, and I think we do feel it. But we have to do things to try to really galvanize and do things on your own, by the way. Don't wait for yeshiva to make a, a Tillam rally or a, this or, you know, or speeches or do, like get together as a ground. Do, do something on your own. Make an extra Seder on your own or, or figure out, make a Kumzitz or, or, you know, do something for the Chayalim or uh, whatever it is. Do something yourselves. Like, build, like think about it. What can I do? You know, the greatest thing you can do is learn a little extra Tyra. But if you, if you don't want to learn extra Tyra, you want to do something that's more Lemaisis, it's fine. Make a drive, a clothing drive, or figure out what they need, and, and whatever it is, but do something. Don't assume that it's going to all be taken care of by itself. It's not. It's on you, and it's on me. It's exeri milfanai, but don't be miktane amana. Be like Mardachai at Sadik that did everything that he could, recognizing and feeling that it's a real Esar Yaakov, and we're going to get together, we're going to dive, and we're going to do what the Rabbi Nishlam wants, and that will be the Yeshua. The Yeshua will come when we take it so seriously and we assume the worst, then the best can happen. But if we assume the best and we don't take it to the Shem, Shem really? You're, you're so confident that I'm just going to be Eric That's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. So these are, it's like ripped from the headlines. Sometimes you learn a Pasuk Chumash with a, with, with a Pinkus and you mamish see like the, the Ashkafa Sachayim that we have to adopt for ourselves in these important days.